0: motorsport and motoring radio show now on 88.5 fm the valley comes alive
1: and podcasting across itunes and talkingpower.com.au all right talking power podcast it is our motorsport update for this week it is the first of march 2023 i'm joined by co-host simon gonzo Travellini over there and todd Brittworth over there i'm nick de chimbury how are we guys Tired. <laughs> I bet you're tired. <laughs> tired yourself? I'm tired just from watching someone being tired. <laughs> you know, this, this this episode he's got broken engine bits. He's got a broken burst panel on the table here. And um, yeah, so that's that that has gone through your engine. We need to set the scene. We need to set the scene, don't we? So for those listening for the first time. And then, what are these guys on about? We've just recently had the Street Outlaws here in Western Australia. The Street Outlaws, no prep kings, come to the Perth motorplex on the weekend we've just had. You've spent arguably two to three months sort of preparing, and the last four weeks really preparing your.
2: When, when did do I post up the photo of the bare chassis? I thought that was only about four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah four, about four weeks, weeks four ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but when so I say we're loosely,
1: I mean, I mean the three months sort of getting your head around what needed to be done and the last four weeks actually doing
2: it. Nah, okay. nah. <laughs> I wasn't getting my head around anything. I, I got a workshop full of work. I was getting my head around that. I was looking at the work going, when am I going to slide my car in between these thousand jobs that I need to do? Never, <laughs> as it turns out. So talk us through talk us through the event
1: like we've just had the no prep Kings there's a lot we've all three of us went Johnny went as well he can make it here to this podcast but all of us went we learned a lot from it so we'll all talk about what
2: we learned from it um, the thing is I'm not really sure when I signed my life away <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what I'm allowed to talk about and what I'm not allowed to talk about because it's kind of like uh, Talking about this, in a way, is like, spoiler alert, Yeah, uh, you know, on a number of... I mean, there was a live feed, I believe. Mm. I believe it was one of your friends, Todd, that was getting chased <laughs> yeah. around by the security guard.
1: Do I have friends? <laughs> yes, he's distancing himself. This, this, I was amazed how long that feed went on for. Can it went all night. It? Yeah, I, I was absolutely
2: amazed. He, you know what he did, which I thought was gold, <laughs> like absolute gold, he got... All of the people that I know that that um, know about it, right, that are in the industry, just think this guy's a hero now, right? Mm. Uh, number one, he was in places like he go wave to the camera guns, and I'd be like, "How did you even get here? <laughs> like, where? How did you get a pass to stand there? That's a hot zone, you know." <laughs> um, but what he did, he moved. Uh, from place to place to place around the motorplex. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when he got pinned on one particular occasion, he goes, Look, look, no dramas. I don't want any trouble. But you need to get someone from Discovery to come here and tell me that I'm not allowed to do this. Because till that happens, you know, I you're just a security guard, mate. I don't know, from bar of soap, you know? You're like <laughs> <laughs> And then they went and got someone. And went back there and he was gone. He was like the Scarlet Pimpernel. (laughs) They sick him here, they sick him there, they sick him everywhere.
1: But you know, some of his feeds actually looked really good. Like, I saw people posting photos of his feed on social media thinking hang on, do I, where do I pay? Because Friday night I didn't go. And I
0: said, where do I pay to get that that feed? I thought it was a legit feed. Yeah, yeah, same, <laughs> same. <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, so I didn't make it down Friday, but I know, yeah. Well, I, dri-
2: well, I was working on the, the cylinder heads, so we were driving down. Yeah. All right, so we better start, we'll start on Monday. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably a good that's idea. A start. That's start, where we start should start, right? So, so uh, the car is all in one piece. I'll set the scene car is all in one piece. It's on the uh, stands out the front of Allfast, uh, or out the front of one of the bays of Allfast. And this
0: is BA brackets, by the way. BA brackets. Just in case to yes. you're wondering, it's BA brackets.
2: So uh, at that point in time, it had been 10 years since uh, I'd run on big tyres, and these are bigger than my big tyres, which, which begs the <laughs> question when they ask, are you on small tyres or big tyres? <laughs> How big are small tires? <laughs> anyway, because, you know, everything's bigger in Western Australia. It's true. <laughs> we're the Texas of Australia. We're, yeah. we're, we're bigger than Texas. We're it's bigger true. than Texas. Anyway, so uh, the startup goes without a hitch, started it off the starter motor, um, on the onboard starter motor, without a hitch. Uh, I'm going through selecting gears And all of a sudden, I lose the trans brake, And I'm like, hmm? Anyway, we turn it off. We fire it up again. I try again. I'm looking at my pressure gauges and stuff. Nah. Nah, there's something not right. And I I, I tell the guys, look, there's something wrong with the trans. I suspect that the new uh, oil pump that we fitted to the trans. Now, the old oil pump, remember when we won... The radial meeting mm. that the last time we raced the car was mm. in you know competition, um, because we hot lapped it, because they made us hot lap it, mm. because they were trying to stop the Hemi. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do and trying to put a handbrake on BA Baracus. <laughs> BA Baracus is bigger than that. <laughs> anyway, um, the trans got really hot. And even though we were cooling it down between rounds, it was a big ask for the trans. Because normally, you know, it's 45 minutes Mm. minimum between rounds and they were turning us around in 10 minutes. Mm. We didn't even check the rockers, like pull the front end off, put fuel in it, cool the trans down, go again. Mm. So uh, I suspected that the damage happened back then. I bought a brand new oil pump from Lenko and I asked them, you know, have you guys sorted these out? Because I have always modified my own pumps. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it's all good. It's all sorted. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, mm. no. So it seized the the oil pump gear and broke the gear. You can see there. And that oh, took yeah. out the, the, the nose of the torque converter. You can see the crack and it's all welded together. Um, so as I was lying under the car undoing the torque converter bolts uh, while the rest of the crew were working on the car to pull the transmission out so that I could repair it, Um, I suddenly realized how much I missed my wife and my kids (laughs) and, and, you know, was this really all worth it? Uh, a month is in in business terms, me not, you know, turning spanners and making money for the business is a long time Yeah, and it's probably going to take six months to recover from that. Mm. Anyway, so I worked through the night and into the next day and made one oil pump out of the two. We had it back in the car for Tuesday night to do a fire-up and go through the gears. And Tuesday night marked to the day exactly 12 years from the first time we started the car up. Wow. Wow. So everything went well. Wednesday was spent packing the truck, uh, packing all the tools up, trying to condense everything that's in all fast into one truck, (laughs)
0: leaving
2: enough room for a barbecue and, of course, the race car. (laughs)
1: That poor little truck it gets
2: no love. That, no, it doesn't get any love at all. Anyone that wants to sponsor a rebuild on the body of that truck, hit me up. Anyway. No love. So so uh, Wednesday night was a very painful night because, you know, I, I, I try to explain to my guys, there was there was only like a couple of stores, uh, the, the bitter end, uh, and I try to explain to my guys, if we don't bring it, we'll need it, Right. So bring it. You know that's that's always been my philosophy. And sure enough, you know there was stuff that we didn't bring that we needed on on the first day on the Thursday. anyway, <laughs> an hour,
1: an hour into it. <coughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah, so 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 we get to the track on the Thursday. I, I, uh, I don't want to use the expression that I've been using <laughs> with my colleagues, <laughs> but but we did something to the dock. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then we ate lunch and then you know we we stuffed around. Uh, when We finally get out there. I do my first skid after four years uh, and ten. You know, four years at all and ten years on big tires. Uh, no dramas. Eighty five hundred rpm. You know, nice big smoky burnout. Usual guns special. Um, and I couldn't get into reverse. And I was freaking out. I could not get this thing into reverse. It just didn't want to happen. So we aborted it. I drove down the end of the track, um, got towed back. Uh, Everyone's blaming everyone for everything. The idle's too high. This is wrong. That's wrong. We get back in the car, uh, get the car back in the pits, lift it up on the the stands. And I looked down at the switch panel and I realised that I didn't arm the trans brake. You need to press the trans brake to... Get the thing into reverse. So I tell the boys, look, my bad. It's a driver error. Let's cool the trans down. We'll tow back out. We should be able to get a pass in today. Uh, Jeremy Martin, uh, sorry, Ryan Ryan Martin. Martin, Ryan Martin. Jeremy Martin is the guy that's going to kick their asses in Queensland this week. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Ryan Martin um, hit the wall Mm. um, pretty hard. Yeah. pretty hard. It bent the bottom rails. It it did a considerable amount of damage Damaged the supercharger. Um I don't know why Ryan crashed. Don't I, I don't, you know, like there there is a a, a multitude of possibilities. I'm not going to speculate, but uh he put it into the wall and he was out of the out of the deal, which for the fans because he is the main draw card. Mm. I don't know why cuz you know It's just... I don't Uh, know. Can't say it online. (laughs) Can't say what I really think, so I (laughs) won't. Okay. No, I was going to suggest, I think he's a fan favourite
1: because of the the car and and his, I guess, his... um, Current streak of wins. Yeah, his his current, yeah, his, his streak of wins, but also his appearance as well. Yeah,
2: but, I mean, if you... If you throw enough money at a problem and you got people like Steve Petty and Eric Dillard in your back pocket, mm. you know, because let's not forget that from day one he promoted Proline. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there yeah. was Proline. no one else with Proline all over their car mm. except for him, right? Mm. Um, I, I don't get it personally personally. Myself, I've never gotten it. I've never been a fan of his.
1: Uh, well, my, my statement to you would be, I, I don't know the guy from Bar Soap, so I'm talking, I'm talking, but this is my perception of him. So he has, the, he has the, the fireball Camaro, the all-American Camaro in my mind. You know what I mean? The red, It's all. it, it represents that American image. But if you look at him as well, he is marketable because he looks like an NFL player. Yeah, yeah, he looks like Tom Brady. He doesn't look like Tom Brady, but he looks so does Robin Roberts.
2: Yeah. And and Robin Roberts is a a much nicer person, family guy. Yep. uh, very spiritual person. Mm. And yet they make him look like you know, an arsehole. But they 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 make (laughs) I just still think that Ryan has the ability to bring
1: I'm going yeah. to be sexist here in what I'm about to say, but I think Ryan has the ability to bring a female, female audience into the crowd, into the discussion, into the...
2: Into Maybe, the I don't guys. know. I, I just, uh, like I said, there's... there's From the first time he appeared on the show, there was something that I just despised about him. Yeah. Is
1: that, right but don't you reckon he's that all-American yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom he Brady was, like sort his of personal, personality?
2: Yeah. 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 And, and that... ...type of person, the Tom Brady person, Mm. is the bully at school.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not
2: saying he's... I I don't... You you know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's the person that will push in line. He's everything that's bad with society. Mm, yep. Yep. And that's why, you know, I just don't... I don't have any time. Whereas, like I said, Robin Roberts is everything that's good about society. Mm. He's a genuine person. He and his wife are lovely people. Um, And, yeah, I, I don't know... I think Robin doesn't care. He doesn't care how he's portrayed. He he couldn't care less. But it's uh, it's just. I mean, look, Sam Caucus is a very very smart guy, mm. right? He's I watched him work his magic. Um, if I was like fanboy uh, with any of those people, it's only him. He's the only guy that I go, wow, what a legend! I would love to meet that guy and get his autograph. The rest of them, they're just. Drag races, mm. you know, <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah, Lutz is good at what he does, but he's the you know he's the same as Zap. He's got a lap, a lot of laps on it. Mm. Yep. Um, Robin Robbins is also very good at it, but I believe that he he would have pro line, you know, at his beck and call. I would imagine, mm. you know, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so uh, Friday. We get to the track. I've got a clear head. Um, I was a bit flustered on Thursday also because I didn't I didn't have my cool suit on. We were a bit rushed, and uh, uh, you know that car gets very hot inside of it. You got the transmission right there. Mm. The breather pipes are running alongside here. Um, the dash twenty suit is like that thick, mm-hmm. and then you got the boots on, and the gloves, and the gloves that I had. Um, like I've got another set that I normally wear and I'd left them at the workshop and the balaclava that I had on also. I've got another balaclava that I wear. So I wasn't really comfortable in the car on Thursday. Uh, Friday I was feeling more confident. I had my regular gloves. I had my balaclava. I had the cool suit ready to go. I was like, I'm ready to, to you know, put a lap down here. We started the engine up and this stuff flew out of the exhaust. <laughs> um It's aluminium just uh, came flying out of the exhaust. Now, at first, we thought it was a practical joke. We thought someone had crushed up a Coke can um, and uh, put it in the exhaust to rattle us. Um, And then, you know, we kind of looked at it a bit more, had a bit of a think about it and made the decision to remove the rear burst panel and the burst panel had somehow gotten sucked into the engine. Now, I'd say it possibly was fractured. The irony of this is we changed the front one. We, we pulled both of them off, inspected them, and put a new one on the outside of the front because it looked like it had a fracture in it. Um, and uh, Mick asked me if I wanted him to do the back one. And I said, well, the inside one looked all right on the front, so um, it should be all right. So, I guess there was a sign from above that you should probably check the back one too.
0: <laughs>
2: Isn't the back one visible from outside? Uh, we run double burst panels because oh, okay. um, they 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 pulse like that. Yep. And that elastic that you see on there, mm. uh, the idea of that is you put that on the fracture line and that dampens the vibration, yep. and theoretically stops it from cracking. So. so uh,
0: how I say, for those
2: that don't know, what does the best panel do? So on uh, any real supercharged engine, yep. um, there's a thin aluminium plate that has uh, fracture lines through it. The idea is if you have a backfire, that uh, panel, that plate uh, splits through the fracture lines and relieves the pressure that's in the manifold. If it didn't do that it would do one of a lot of things, which include the casing of the supercharger, exploding and showering the crowd, bending the uh, rotors, which still does happen from time to time, uh, blowing the manifold apart. Uh, we also have aluminium studs that hold the uh, supercharger to the manifold. So if you, if you do have a violent enough explosion that the burst panels fail but still don't uh, vent enough of the explosion... The aluminium studs will break, yeah. and the supercharger will lift off the motor, and that's why it's got straps holding the supercharger. So it'll lift. Uh, you know the the uh, the high pressure gas will release, and then it'll it, it sort of can't go any further than than the car. So uh, at that point, I rang Rory from Speed Talk. I said my engine has just uh, eaten the burst panel. Chewed on it and spat it out the exhaust. Uh, we got bad leak down. So, leak down is a, a measure that we use to to test how well the cylinder sealing. Uh, we use a leak down test. This 100% leak down means that, you know, basically there is no seal. Yeah. Zero is perfect. So, we had a couple of bad cylinders. He said, look, pull the heads off, bring them down, we'll service them, we'll check them. We've got spares here in case we need to change valves. So, supercharger off. Manifold off, cylinder heads off, down to speed torque, headers off, etc. Uh, I, I took the head gaskets and the exhaust gaskets back to work, annealed them, got them ready to go back on. Rory and Landy serviced the heads, got them ready. Uh, we raced back to the track, put the heads back on, and we, we had it ready to do a run on Friday night. But I said to the guys, look, let's just let the elastic dry. Overnight And Then we don't have to worry About any leaks Or You know Having any dramas So we did that We fired it up On Saturday Everything was fine Got ready to do a test run uh, Went out against uh, I had his Adrian Adrian, Adrian Hines <coughs> Hines was Hines That's yeah. it That's it Sorry um, I know the car through Mick Waters, uh, who is a legend. Um, beautiful car. Absolutely mm. magnificent car. And uh, I think one of the first, if not the first car to beat one of the Americans. I think so, yeah, yeah. on the Friday. Yep. Yeah. So, yes, on Friday. So, so on the Friday, I wasn't there for any of the uh, call-outs. Um, I had... I had a chat to the producers and they weren't phased either way, whether I was there or not. And I felt more comfortable going with the guys to do the cylinder heads and do work. I I know that, you know, as a driver, particularly on a TV show, it's probably smarter for me to stay and be involved in that. But I don't like to do that because, you know, it's my car. It's my deal. They're all volunteers. They're not paid crew. Mm. Um, and I just think that, you know, you've got to do your bit. You know mm. what I mean? So I probably should have stayed, I, I, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, so I didn't see any of the formalities that went on. I knew that uh, uh, Connor Begley had won. I think he raced Nova. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. And um, that uh, Adrian... Had also won, but I'm not sure who we raced. No, I can't.
1: I don't. I don't. I wasn't there Friday night, so I don't. I
2: don't. Didn't see that one. Um, anyway, uh, So uh, I raced him. The car left good. Looking at the the footage of the tire, everything did what it was meant to do. Uh, car turned slightly left. I lifted. I didn't lift because the car turned left. I lifted because I shat myself because it's been 10 years since I felt 3G's giving me a kick in the backside. And uh, uh, I was driving a car from behind the car. And, you know, you you should never, uh, no matter how big your testicles are, you should never drive a car from behind the car. You need to be in control of the car. So that pass was pretty quick. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but looking at the data – It did everything it was meant to do. The driver didn't, but the car actually... Looked magnificent. Well, you know, in terms of the suspension, the tyre, the wheelie bar, just the thing needed a little bit of a preload adjustment. I had a little bit too much in it um, and just a wheelie bar change, and that was about it. But we saw a problem between the data logger and the MSD and... It rattled me. Now, the problem wasn't in the MSD. The problem was in the data logger. But I didn't know that at that point in time, right? So, we think that we're out because Frank Taylor took the call out that I was meant to take against uh, Robin Robbins. Now, uh, Robin Roberts. Now, this is where it gets ugly, right? <laughs> The reality is this, okay? Um, You know, round numbers, we had 32 races with the Americans, right? And we lost a lot of money collectively. We could have won a lot of money collectively. The problem is, uh, number one, they had um, Connor McClure doing the, the negotiating as the captain. Now, I I respect Al's will for him to be the captain and he's a great kid. Mm. We sponsor him. Um, We've always sponsored the McClure's. They're a great family. But you can't send uh, someone nice to go and negotiate with sharks, right? It's as simple as that. You need uh, either a WOG or a criminal, or preferably a wog criminal, right? <laughs> Because you're dealing with guys that do this every week, right? That's all they do. I mean, they've got MP – just MPK, they've got 15 shows yeah. next next year, yeah. right? Not including what they're doing here.
1: That's incredible, isn't it? 15
2: shows. I know. So you're getting to NHRA level. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, that's 300 grand because they get 20 grand to show. Mm. So – you know, that's not a bad gig either. No. Plus whatever money they win, you know. So potentially everyone in Australia collect as a collective has the ability to win 60 grand, mm. right? Um, the problem is drag races and, and, you know, this is where I strongly urge anyone that's listening to this from uh, Queensland – New South Wales or Victoria, before you get to the track, find out who's on the list, meet together and have a chat. Sit down and have a chat because if there's 30 of you and you play your cards right, you can take home two grand each. If there's 20 of you and you play your cards right, you can take home three grand each. If there's 10 of you and you play your cards right, you can can take home six grand each. But you got to stick to your guns. At the end of the day, they still got to shoot a, a TV show. So, some point in time, Sam Caucus is going to say you're going to have to accept that they're the conditions that they want to race. It's as simple as that. What happened in Perth is you had, uh, you know, like I said, Connor's a great kid, but he's a kid and he's a nice person, right? You had a nice person trying to negotiate with with a bunch. of of, of, you know, hustlers. That's what they are. They're hustlers. And I'm standing there trying not to do that, you know, hold my beer thing because, you know, that's the elected representative, right? So it's not my place to go in there and and get involved. But I'm watching people that have already got a half a second on, you know, uh, Americans that have already got a half a second on the Australian car they're going to race, asking for the back tyre and the hit. So for those of you that don't know grudge racing terminology, the back tyre means that you stage on your front tyre. So there's two beams that you break with the front tyre and you'll see the lights come on on the tree, on the top of the tree. You've got pre stage and then full stage. And your opponent will stage on the back tyre. So you're effectively giving them a car length mm. uh, head start. And then the hit means that they can take off first and you can't take off until they take off. The thing is, though, when you're dealing with sharks, right, like to a normal person, it just means that you get to take off first. But to them, it means I can take off when I want. So I'll just sit here and wait. Or alternatively, I'll take off straight away and you won't be ready. Whatever is going to work for them. So they're not really racing ya, they're scamming you. That's, that's just how it is, right? But the problem is a lot of the people in the West Australian team, now a lot of these people are my friends, but I'm just telling it how I saw it, and, and I would argue with anyone that saw it differently to the way I did, they had fanboy syndrome, and they were worried they were going to lose their five minutes of fame. Now, to be perfectly honest... I lost my race. No ifs, no buts. Right? I I, um, I got I got I, I wouldn't say I got conned, but I, I I already had the cannon, right? But then you know the the yank made me make me feel like he had the nuclear weapon. <laughs> you know, so so I went back and went, "What do we? We need a H bomb now! Quick, <laughs> get the H bomb out of the truck." So we, we threw the kitchen sink, we borrowed someone's cutlery, we threw it all in there, and we didn't need to. We just needed – all I needed to do was make a small suspension change, right, and leave the tune-up that was in it on that first hit and hold my foot flat. Um, and, and I'm sure that I would – with the with the way I jumped him, uh, I'm sure I would have handled it, right?
1: You smoked him on the tree hard.
2: Yeah, we had some issues that that – made it look like I smoked him more than anyway. But anyway, so there was a lot of fanboying going on and there was a lot of people really scared that they were going to they were gonna miss out on their five minutes of fame. Um, I personally, myself, I'd rather not race than race and lose. Uh, but that's just me. TV is not a big deal. I worked in the industry. You know, it, I, I'm not going to stand here and say that it's fake. Um, I'm definitely not going to say that those cars are slow. I got conned from the day that, that Robin Roberts got off the airplane because we were talking numbers and then we were talking numbers on race night and I'm going, but you said, (laughs) 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 you know, but that's, that's the deal anyway. So, uh, so we missed out on that round, but we negotiated some really good races. The, um, the Balladonna race. I think Vince was definitely in there with a chance. Yep. Right. Um, you know, I think that I could have negotiated a better race for Salvo, um, but Salvo was stressing out that he wasn't going to get a race. Roger Morehouse was stressing out that he wasn't going to get a race. Um, you know, but you, you really you need to say no. This is this is not now. I'm I'm probably going to get portrayed to be an arsehole, I'm fine with that because, you know, anyone that knows me knows that I am an arsehole. So so I'm all good with that. So because we thought that we were out at this stage of the game, I went into big tyre. So basically going to get another free hit. I was racing uh, my friend from South Australia, uh, Mr. Rochella, and uh, uh, did the burnout, backed up. They shut me down for an all leak. Now, what, I've, what I'm holding in my hands here is a billet aluminium oil uh, filter bypass off a HEMI. Now, I, I would like anyone to explain to me how that O-ring comes out of there. <laughs> like, it must have turned to liquid or something because the O-rings... Let, let's pop it open. Hey, you guys got a photo of that? Yeah. Get a couple of photos. We'll pop it open. I'll see if I can pry the two halves apart. This is a... Uh, two, you know, almost shell-like shaped pieces of uh, billet aluminium. And between them there is a groove and an O-ring sits in that groove. And and somehow that O-ring has come out through the tiniest of, of gaps. Um, like I said, it almost looks as if it had to turn into liquid to, to make it. It does feel like it got hot, to be honest. Like it feels
1: feels like it's, yeah, it's, it's it's melted at some stage, the O-ring.
2: I don't know how it could, could melt. <clears throat> I mean, let's try and pry this apart. No, nah, it's not going to come apart. We're going to need some tools. No. Nah. Anyway, so oil squirted out of there. They shut us down. Uh, we went back in the pits. Uh, Jerry found one in Zap's truck. He doesn't run these anymore, but he, he happened to have one lying around. So we took it off one of his oil pumps and, um, and uh, got it back on there. And then we found out that we had the opportunity to go in the, the chip draw, right? Mm. So at this stage, the track had changed a little bit. And what I needed to do was loosen the shocks a little bit, right? Just to get a little bit more grip. The air had gotten better. Motor's going to make more horsepower, um. So I had previously got three laptops, all to talk to the shock box, mm-hmm. right? I got three laptops that could read the data, talk to the MSD, and talk to the shock box. Okay. Now the shock box the car was built in two thousand one. Shock box has got a serial port on it, right? USB to serial adapter. <coughs> Well, a couple of things happened. So the first thing that happens is the MSD power grid decides to do a firmware update. (laughs) Working. (laughs) So all the timing curves that I've written now don't work with the new firmware. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Right. And the shock box, all three laptops, I think maybe the adapter is, is the issue and possibly... I'm not sure about this yet. I'll, when I get a spare um, hour or so, I'll have another crack. I have two USB to serial adapters. i got a feeling one of them is no good anymore. Um, and possibly I mixed them up. Maybe. Uh. Don't know. Um, but I couldn't adjust the shocks and I was frantically trying to – and panicking about all of this – I didn't do this small suspension change and wheelie bar change that I needed to do so we went out against Robin I've got Zap's brother telling me how good the start line is and he's telling me you know you got to throw the kitchen sink at it because um, you're gonna go into shake now watching the the video of the tire and uh, uh, Syrians posted it up on his, his I've
1: seen that yeah
2: yeah it is like... You know, it's so perfect. I'm like, I can't believe that I got it that perfect with no data, Mm. with no, like, just that's the, yep, we'll go with that. Um, So now I've hotted it up. I can't soften the shock. I can't do any of the stuff that I want to do. And I've lifted the launch RPM 500 RPM because, you know, this guy's telling me, the, the track's that good, and the air's gotten better. So the motor's making another, you know, probably 300, 400 horsepower. Maybe not that much, maybe 200, who knows. Um, and uh, basically it, it took off, it, it like yanked the wheel like a HQ, turned left, um, I pedalled it to get the, the steering back, and it, it spun the tyres and then spun the tyres again. And there was a couple of th- changes that I made in the MSD while this was all happening because what I was seeing on the on the race pack was wrong because i the configuration file had a an issue in it. Um, so anyway, that was our weekend. At the end of the day, we came home with the car in one piece, mm. motors good, motors mm. mint, um, and considering everything that I went through. From Monday to Saturday night, uh, I think it's amazing that it, it even, you know, <laughs> it even <laughs> went down the track. Yeah. Um, now the reality is this: that that anyone that's going to take these guys on, right? Problem with drag races, as a general rule, is they have a mantra that is uh, all for one and one for one. Right? It's, it's just how it is. Like, I, I, you know, because, I mean, you guys know how many of these guys I help out on a regular basis, right? I, I uh, have worked my butt off the last two days getting a transmission ready for one of the races so that they can make the Western Nationals, right? Um, you know, so I don't have that attitude. I want to see everyone succeed. You know, that to me, because when everyone succeeds – it's a good race meeting. If it's a good race meeting, crowd's going to come back. Mm. All right? That's how I look at it. So that, that is a big problem that every state's going to have to deal with, and that's something that the Americans have got up their sleeve, is the fact that people won't work as a collective. But if you go down there and you pick your eight fastest cars and you make sure that the races are fair, that you're not giving them a massive head start or handicap for no reason, they are beatable. Their cars are not slow, but they're like, I don't know if they had them set up. They're telling me that they didn't, right? But the numbers that my friends in America told me and the numbers that those cars ran over here, um, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're as quick, they're quicker. I won't say they're as quick, they're quicker than a lot of the door slammers in this state. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is ridiculous. You know what I mean? That is now they've all got traction control. When I was looking at the 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 tire marks I was going, "Oh, wow, that's um, you know, and that was the other thing, the way the track the way the track ended up was very very like not like anything we've ever raced before." So l- l- talking about the traction meter, like I said it goes from 0 to 600. So on the Saturday I was seeing like uh, mid to low 200s on the start line, and then the shake zone, which is where you get into trouble, right? So, so what tyre shake is, is when the tyre grabs the track and starts to buckle, and then you drive over the lumps that are, are caused on the outside from the wrinkling of the tyre. Mm. Um, so where the shake zone is, is the top of first gear, and around there, you don't want the track to be that good, because you don't want that to happen. You want to be accelerating the tyre through there. You want to make make lots of wheel speed through there. And um, the shake zone was like 270, 280. So you don't really want the start line to be worse than the shake zone, mm. you know. But then past the shake zone, the track was 150, which is like an ice skating rink. Mm. And that's if you watched the racing, that's what was happening to a lot of people, yeah. is they'd get out. And then they'd zing the tire, mm. and then they have to pedal, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I was looking at the marks, going, "Oh, they're all paddling the tires." And then as I was walking away, I went, "No, nah, that's not paddling that That's the traction control, turning the tire, the G meter spikes, you know, so it slows the tire down, and and makes it go down the track. So that is a massive advantage that they've got. We're not allowed to run g- uh, traction control. You know, I think if you get caught with traction control, they deport you to New Zealand or something. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but
1: we sh- we should make it clear that these cars
2: <coughs> in Australia we have ANDRA and
1: IHRA as our sanctioning bodies. These cars, I don't think, fit into any sort of sanctioning body in the United I, I States. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I think from a safety point of view, they they probably would. Yeah. But from a from a regulation point of view... Um, Absolutely not. No, they're grudge cars. Yeah, so they don't, they don't have a... I Bird, don't think... Bird no, prep has a, <coughs> no prep doesn't have a sanctioning body, I don't think.
2: No, nah, they'd have to have some sort of insurance and the mm. track itself would have yeah. NHRA. Yeah, but they don't fall under
1: NHRA or IHRA. I don't nah, think No,
2: not in terms of the construction of... Or, you know, in terms of the, the classing of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um. Birdman, I think, was one of the original uh, grudge races. Yep. And I think he was one of the first to put a Hemi in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, that, I mean, how many cars didn't have a Hemi? Was it a couple of the nitrous cars and that was it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. I didn't didn't get a close look
2: at Lizzie's car, so I didn't see what was under that. She said it was a pump gas deal. But anyway, so the bottom line is... The racing that you see and, and, you know, how fast are those cars? They're fast, even though small tyre cars are fast. Because, mm. I mean, you know, we got Australia's quickest 275 car over here mm. and uh, he got beaten by him. Mm. Mm. you know. So I think it was ambitious for us to think that we could drag BA Baracus out without testing um, and uh, go down there. Maybe if I had have just put everything back to how it was, maybe we would have. But I think, you know, uh, Robin was just going quicker every time he brought the car out. That
1: was, it was unbelievably fast, that car.
2: Yeah, that, that was. It would have been interesting to see. Because uh, I said to him, um, he thinks there's a tenth left in that car mm. and he thinks that his other car, which is the MPK car because he set this one up for street racing so the motor's move back and up. Mm-hmm. He said to me that uh, he thinks that the other cars are 10th quicker again. Oh, my God. And I said wow. to him, well, well, based on those numbers, they're the numbers that you and I discussed when we went to tea, and you said, no, nah, no one – because I, I said to him what I thought Jim Howard run with the new Camaro and, and he said, no, nah, I don't think these types of cars can run it. But he said that you know, look, the track that we raced on, we don't have the tracks that good in America. Mm, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a, um, but yeah, I mean, now uh, let's. That's that was my uh, weekend. Mm. So the highlights and lowlights uh, of the event. Um, ultimately, I think that the final score was like twenty eight to four or something yeah, <laughs> uh, in favour of the Americans. It was like watching the Blitterslow Cup. That's what <laughs> sort it of felt like to me. Um, Zap got beaten twice by Lutz. The first time was, uh, you know, uh, Lutz played the game. Mm. Uh, the second time Zap, I think, did what I did and just put too much in it. and mm. It got loose. He had to pedal it and uh, ran out of real estate before he... He could catch Lutz. Um, uh, he ultimately raced Sean and beat him uh, on Saturday night. Uh, other winners included um, – uh, God, I keep forgetting his name. Connor Begley. Yeah, Connor Begley, but uh, uh, Adrian – Hines. Yep. Uh, In that beautiful HGU If you ever get a chance to see that car It is incredible Mm. Absolutely incredible Yeah Also uh, Phil Yeah, Phil Rolls was a big winner Right at the end of the night And uh, um, uh, Roger Morehouse Yeah, Roger In in the um, In the uh, EH Ute Now So that was the main event Uh, Then you've got the uh, Farm truck And Asian deal now, I've got to tell you, all right? that was the most satisfying thing <laughs> to, to watch in my life. Um, those guys took home so much money from so many people, it was ridiculous. They raced cars that run low sevens, and the closest race that they had, um, like Farmtrap gapped the other guy by over 30 metres. It was ridiculous. And they were racing on an unprepared surface, uh, you know, just like a regular old road. Um, Just unbelievable how that thing hooks up and goes and how unsuspecting. I mean, these guys genuinely thought they had it in the bag and they took all their money, all of it, to the point where one of the guys couldn't even buy a hamburger the next day.
1: (laughs) Were you surprised by how
2: much of a pile of crap that car is? You know, Nick, I was that busy. I didn't get to look at it. I looked of the at cars. it really close. I looked
1: at that really close. No. Yeah, but
2: see, you looking at it and me looking at it's completely different because mm. <laughs> no, but rust you, is rust. Yeah, you'd be looking at the rust, right? Whereas yeah. you know, like I said to Sandra, is it a twelve degree motor? And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's twelve degree. You know, that motors you got to be making, uh, you know, eleven to thirteen hundred horsepower in mm. a motor. Yeah, right. Probably yep. about two thousand with mm. all the nitrous. Mm. Um, one of my friends said that the back bumper's made out of solid steel, and another friend said that it's actually got a tube frame, like well, it's box tube, but it's tube frame chassis under it. Uh, now, there's a rumour he's got another one that looks exactly the same that's got a twin-turbo big block and it's four-wheel drive. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, they're going to debut soon. So, but yeah, he... Um, he took out yeah. five cars while he was in Perth. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm not disputing that the
1: car is fast. I'm not saying that, but I've never seen such a pile of junk in my life. I On TV, I said to my wife, I said, oh, I want to go have a look at close look at Farm Truck. I want to know. I said, oh, on TV, it looks really bad. I said, but I bet you it doesn't in real life. It's actually worse. I couldn't believe <laughs> See, how bad it was. <laughs> I'm the other
0: way around. I'm no expert, but I got a pretty solid look over it when I got there on Saturday. And I'm like, Okay. But they sell the image pretty well. It's It's got some big tires under it, eh? The steel panels are terrible. It's all the show. I'm actually going. It's all the show. Again, I'm no expert. Didn't impress me. But I, I, I I looked at it and I went, oh yeah. It actually gave me Camry vibes. I was like, oh yeah. Well, they much better than that. I wasn't. I'm saying, as in, same no, same idea. (laughs) I was in the car. It's made to look bad. It's made, but you look, I. So we got had I got a photo actually I'll show you later of the engine bay and I'm like oh yeah you can see the engines just just back enough and at the right height
1: that I'm not disputing that it's got a a, a killer combination in it but I'm saying the car itself is a pile of junk. Mm, okay.
2: They reckon it goes 1.10 to 60.
1: Yeah, that's um, yeah it's hard.
2: I couldn't believe the race against Yvette Greg.
1: Like, I don't know if Yvette, uh, Yvette, uh, negotiated negotiated that deal but like she didn't give away just the back tire she gave away a car length and a back tire
2: but yeah, know, that's, I don't know that's what they negotiated there's uh, there's one called one and one where you give them a car length and you got to beat them by a car length that that's dumb that that <laughs> that one this 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 other one that they
1: negotiated where you got to beat them by a gap you got to gap them yeah that's stupid. That's just... It's not. Make, it, make your negotiations at the front part of the track. Back tyre. No, no, no. Hit, no whatever not. it may it's, be. It's not. I've got to clear them. You've got to have a gap. At, no,
2: please. Nick, That's it's, shit. It's not because you got to come correct, right? So I guarantee you, I can't speak for the rest of WA, but I guarantee you that if Zap and I had to do this event again, Right, We wouldn't be talking about how many people lost. <laughs> We'd be talking about how much money we made because you walk away from it with a better perspective. The first thing is, as a general – like I said, Connor McClure's a great kid, but you can't send a kid to go and negotiate with sharks, right? You're basically just feeding him to the sharks. Mm. You need to send someone in that's, you know, corrupt, ethnic, ethnic corrupt, <laughs> You need – that's – you just – and you got to be a sook about it. you you got to crack the, the shits and then when they come up with an argument, uh, you've got to quickly come up with the rebuttal. You know, you've got to be a, a debating expert or a mock trial mm. guru or something. You know, you need to be able to go in there and just attack them so that they have no choice. They have to accept your terms and conditions, right, number one. Number two, you need to get laps in. You need to get lots and lots of laps in so you know, yep, the car does this. This is, you know, and you have all your tune ups ready and they're ready to load and you're not having software updates happening, <laughs> and, you know, firmware updates. I, who would have thought that the thing. I, I, all week I've been telling it no, no, no. And then on Saturday it decides, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Sick of you stopping me, Dad.
1: <laughs> so. No, but- but what I'm trying to say is that, that, that if you're going to negotiate something in the race, do it at the front like on the the, nah. the, the hit the bump, whatever the hit the the back wheel, but not don't this should never ever ever have to clear a gap. At legends, the top end.
2: legends like Stevie fast are made with terms and conditions like that. That's just how it is. The, the reason he's so popular is because when he was grudge racing, he would, he would say, yeah, I'll give you the back tyre. I'll give you the back tyre and the gap. No, I, I agree with the back tyre. I agree with the hit. I, I,
1: I think they add something to the sport. But having to clear your opponent at the top end is just dumb.
2: Nah. It's dumb. Nah. Clear, clear and if you got the opportunity, show them the laundry. It doesn't Poss, even... have the gas.
1: Yeah, a few people did that as well. Did you see that? There was... there was clear, I don't want to say his name, but one of the Americans pulled the laundry out on one of our races, and another, there was a few hossing of the gas moments as well. But yeah. anyway, that's, that's no, okay. I can name a couple as well.
0: Yeah, that's, I actually said to Johnny at one point, I said, that's a bit freaking rude. Yeah. And Johnny went, oh, ha, ha, and just laughed it off. So. Yeah, but the, the but the, clearing a the
1: gap at the top end does not bring the crowd into it. Well, okay. it, does,
0: it does if
2: you paid for the cheap seats. I didn't understand that, right? You know, the che- we walked the track on Thursday night hmm. and I couldn't understand how it was right. I mean, I, and I'm, look, I don't want to say anything negative about the deal because I want them to come back. You know, I think that I, don't, I can't imagine that they're going to fly us over there, hmm. um, but I'd really like the opportunity to race them again. Hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe we need to start a GoFundMe page to get a handful of the Australians and, you know...
1: Over there. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And and I, I've got my list of people that I think that, that can do it. I, I definitely feel that I've got the car to do it. I think Russell probably does. Probably needs a bigger tyre under it, but uh, Zap definitely does. Um, and uh, uh, the Blue VB... Jeremy Martin. Jeremy Martin. I think that he does, and uh, I think that you know he might. I mean, he's got the 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 potential and the 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 means and the uh, the uh, well the means <laughs> the means. Johnny Rico is the other one mm. that. Um, you know, I don't know how they're going with their testing and everything, but he's another one that I think could do it. And I think that there's there's a couple of fast guys in Sydney that have been saying that that they they feel that they can too. Yeah. So it'd be great to get an, an Aussie contingent together mm. and go yeah. to America and have a crack. Definitely. Definitely.
1: Here's some of the things like what did you oh, look? I mean, all right, I go. I've written an article on the website, but here's some of the things that I learnt from the event. Um, eighth mile racing is exciting. I knew that already, but anyway, this reiterated that super street, super sedan, radial, top sportsman, and doored comp cars can hold their own in terms of featuring at an eighth mile event. Uh, so I'm referring to the 7060 small tire big tire classes there. Our doored car racing is alive and well.
2: I think we all agree. Well, with I think that. door car racing is the international language of it is drag racing. Yep. Yeah. yep.
1: And no prep is not for everyone and myself is included in that statement. I, I, I like no I, I don't mind it. What,
2: I, what I, was wrong that and I understand why they do it because they're trying to prevent a riot. If you guys could hear the negotiations, mm. if that was like live screen um, with with uh, the microphone being played and there was more audience involvement, it would have completely changed how people felt about that, about the meeting taking so long and about there not being any racing. The problem with that is if you heard some of the things that were being said, and some of it, you know, a, 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 a large portion of it was R-rated – Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They just bleep it out. Okay. You know, huh. I'll just bleep it out. Yeah. Um, but in the there is the... presence of a female. Sorry?
1: It was in the presence of a female.
2: Um, anyway, so uh, the thing is, if you do that, there is a bloody good chance there's going to be a riot. No, I get that. I get
1: that. You know I completely I mean? understand why we couldn't hear everything. And I explained that to my wife and kids as well. I said, this is a TV show. They're going to take this 70 minutes and cut it right – I said six minutes, but you reckon one minute. But anyway, I said that, that this is a necessary evil. I even wrote that in my article as well. That part of it is necessary. We can't hear all of it. The one thing I would love to have as well, I understand that Chris Hamilton or Booster GT – is the master of ceremonies, right? So he he will he will commentate the races in his narrative, but I felt the six oh seven oh small tire and big tire classes needed either uh, Stewie Bond, Stewie Bond, yeah. Corey Marriott, um, yeah, uh, uh, Chris as well. Sorry, I've forgotten his surname. Chris, yeah. what's Chris's surname? Can't remember Chris's surname. My apologies, Chris, if you're listening. One of those three down there, commentating on the start line, the six o, the seven o, the small type, big type class. At the end of the day, you're not biased. At the end of the day, would have bought in because there was a lot of people that had never been to the drags before there that were yeah. interested in the show, and those guys had like there was the car numbers. The car count was low for those those categories, but at the end of the day. Could have bought in. There were so many stories there. There was Lisa and Paul Garbellini racing. Yeah. There was the you know it was big money too. It was yeah. More
2: money than we race for ever. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. That's right. We had Elio and and um, uh, Tony Rochella come over as well. So there was you know was you know little uh, stories in there.
2: their final. Um. Uh, Rochella said to Elio, "Well, we said to the driver, Jason." Yeah, let's split the money mm. and, uh, um, you know, because the Yanks did it, mm. the Yanks didn't race in the final and just agreed to split the money and um, he didn't want to, he didn't want to t- partake oh. in that because the runner-up gets nothing.
1: It's all right. Elio's sorted his problems out. They've sorted they're, – they're good to go today. Yeah. They're racing. So, yep,
2: They got they're, a motor? They got a motor. Yep.
1: Aaron Deary has come to the rescue, so – Oh, righty, yeah, They're all good. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that that's just my thoughts on that on on the event itself. It could have been enhanced a little bit with a bit of local commentary as well. Yep. And and not I'm not I'm not that's not to say that that person wouldn't also commentate when the Street Outlaw cars came out because that wouldn't that's not part of the show. Mm. But at the end of the day, Chris did a magnificent job. I thought he yeah. was awesome. You know, taking the leggy that was awesome. Yeah, you know, he took. There was a, a lady there that uh, uh, she was an amputee, obviously. So she had, you know. He said he was going to do a shooey, and this lady held up her leg, and you know the leg, is <laughs> up, yeah, up in the top yeah. of it, and he did it. Eh? He drank from it. It was awesome. Like <laughs> you yeah, really to
0: see a good photo of it, uh, Phil. Phil op- has
1: got a magnificent photo. photos.
0: Uh, easy to find on Facebook, etc. Brilliant photo.
1: He was right there in the action. Brilliant high octane well, photo. Well done. He was. Repeat that again. And Joe Joe Mamalidi as well. Yes. well. we'll see some magnificent yeah. photos come out from Joe as well. Joe's done a magnificent job too. So <laughs> that I really liked Chris. I thought boosted yeah. GT. Sorry, he he bought. I, I thought he did a magnificent job. I just would have liked some local content in yeah. in some of that in some of the the six o and the seven o classes because they were exciting too, and yeah, that's yeah. exciting. I think when you shrink the track down to one eighth, doesn't matter seven o, it can be as exciting as six o a small tire, big tire. I thought they were really exciting, and thank God they were there to be honest yeah. with you. Those those
0: categories. Well, there was a Danny um, as well. Yeah, Danny did pretty well. He was a bit stressed out most of the day, though, with lots of it. They had some stuff going on. I but don't know. Yeah. He was right next to you. Yeah. That, yeah no, was no, that's was busy. A, <laughs> no, that's the thing, though. I went to talk to Danny at one point. And Danny was just... He was a bit stressed, Danny. I must I don't Danny, know. If Danny if you're listening, saw me sorry. To, yeah.
2: I, you seem you fairly I, stressed I, out. I'll tell you what I got out of this, right? Number one, the Americans didn't really win. The Australians, you know, actually kicked their asses. I mean, we crashed three cars to their one. Mm. Right So You know People go there to watch the crashes They're not there to watch the racing
1: (laughs) You know that's really sad But true I hate saying that I hate (laughs) it I hate the crashes uh, Look
2: The Americans Were were, were that Blown away That we beat them That they tried to crash a car On the way to Queensland You know what I mean (laughs) So You know That's number one Number two Farm truck Fast as it is They knew they were going to get smoked By the Camry That's why they looked at it, they, they got scared, and then they, they went and raced a vet's car. I mean, you know, of course they're going to beat a vet's car, you know. <laughs> they only just beat her, eh? Like, they, were,
1: they may as well out started, started from the 60 foot, the way they were that far in front where they started
0: from, and they only just got the job done. At the end of the night, way. I spoke to Asian as I was packing up farm truck, and I said, What happened to the Camry? And he, he looked at me, he was. Tired. He was half asleep, and yeah, I went, He
1: was. He was very tired, wasn't he? And I went.
0: No, it no. would have been pretty jet yeah, And right? I went. Yeah. No, no, no. The Camry that was behind B A Baracus, and I called it B A Barakas, and He goes, "Oh, that Camry." And I went, "Yeah, that Camry." He goes, "I've heard so many stories about this Camry." <laughs> I said, "Look it up, mate." I said, and I said, "Talk and Power Podcast, look it up." So, on the off chance you of listen, Asian. they did talk about it. They did talk yeah, about I it. Yeah, I said, "On the odd, the odd, odd chance you're listening." That's scared, mate. They're scared. They're scared. They're scared. they should They're scared. That's scared. scared. Come back and we'll we'll talk about it. Camry's such a nice looking car compared to that, <laughs> that
2: truck. You know, uh, I, I got some I got some really funny Camry stories. That that thing there should have its own um, uh, OnlyFans page. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: that's a good idea. Well, I, we should start an OnlyFans page for cars.
2: Like, I'm telling you, the amount of times. I'm driving along in that, and people will pull alongside, and I'll just be, you know, because you just, you know, and and you'll see him pointing, and I'll look over,
0: and 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 okay.
2: go. <laughs> it's
1: true, eh? It's well we're both playing at
0: home. Gonzo's giving the th- thumbs up and uh, <laughs> like exaggerated smile on his face. All right, because it's got it's getting a cult following. It has. It's hilarious. People, people down there on. There was a couple of people I was down there with there on Saturday night. Some friends of friends that were like, "Is that the Camry? The Camry?" <laughs> That's and the I, one. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and of course, I've got a, I've got a, a video I can kind of show to people um, about the Camry. All the videos you can show. It's oh, uh, yeah, it's plenty it's plenty of yeah, yeah. There's plenty of videos. Anyway, and they went. Thank you. Oh wow. I said, "Yeah, I, I know the guy. Like, you know, I'm, I'm famous. <laughs> I know the
1: guy. Actually, yeah. G. They're G-rated, not even just PG. G-rated. Yeah.
0: So anyway, there was Everything a few. Everything we do is G-rated. There's a few surprised people. Hey. it was a very anyway. It was uh, yeah. It's 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 funny. It's it's just funny. <laughs>
2: but you know, it is what it is. I was hoping to, um, oh, look. I, I could have approached him at any time, but." I Understand how busy they are, and well, you were busy as well. So yeah, but uh, I was hoping to try and get them to take it back to America with it, because <laughs> <laughs> it really it needs to be in their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a the good point. the other guys that I've been thinking about um, contacting is uh, I think they're called Mighty Car Mods. Oh yeah, yeah, Marty and Moog. Yeah, because I think they, are you know, because you're you know in the club and. Blah blah blah, and we live in this state with this uh, Gestapo leader or whatever. We, just, was we just interviewed
1: a police officer before. <laughs> what's, yeah. what's
2: his name? Uh, uh, Froya McGowan or oh, something? Oh wow! Fura, Fura, Fura. And yeah, I I don't I don't think that um, if we did anything like farm truck and Asian zoo, yeah. Yeah, we would be, you know, not with that vehicle in, in an impound yard for very yeah. long. <laughs> as fun as that is.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I, I thought it was a great, it was a great event, it was a bit long and drawn out, but I knew yeah. that was going to be the case. I kind of prepared myself on Friday when I was watching the li- some of the live feeds and some of the commentary from Friday, I felt, yeah, I said, this is going to be a long day, so I
2: prepared my Mate, family. It, and it takes was, an hour to you know, film a minute of television. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, yeah. I appreciate
1: that too, and I, I get all that, and I, I completely understand why it took so long, and... I think they did a magnificent job at the end of the day yeah. and and the Motorplex staff, the ones that were hired to be there as well. Yeah, starters.
2: My, my biggest regret is not um, trying to meet Sam Corkers. Mm, yeah. You know, the guy, what he's done for the sport and what he's done with that show mm. and what he's done for the lives of those people, mm. you know.
1: Yeah, he certainly changed um, – he certainly put – we always said this hey, about Street Outlaws. It, it it brings eyes to the sport. And no matter what, if you agree with Street Outlaws or you don't, yeah. you don't like no prep, you do like no prep, whatever that may be, it brings eyes to the sport. It brings
2: people Mate, to the sport. Nick, uh, if I could do that every week, mm. right, I would be, you know, uh, 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 tired but but very happy because – that style of racing, everything about it, is like I'm there. Mm. I, I, you know, the the haggling, not a problem. <laughs> the 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 racing on sketchy surfaces. I mean, I I think, and that's the big thing that whether you're a hater or you're a lover, right? The reality is this: guys like me, zap. And a handful of the other guys, you know, Frank Taylor, Russell Taylor, um, Appleby, uh, Dave from Extreme, mm. you know, guys that run normal blown deals, not, you know, EFI and all that crap. We're trying to put a, a tune up in it yeah. that um, is set before we leave the start line, mm. you know, usually set in the pits. Uh, rather than a reactive system that senses that the tyre is turning and then manipulates the timing or or some other thing, rev limiter or so on. Um, So the way we're trying to do it is like not a thousand, not a million, like a billion times harder Mm. than, you know, just having a Davies technology box Mm. in there and it it sorts itself out. Mm. And uh, I think that that's the – the Big difference because I think what they're doing is cool, you know, and, and I dig it and I love every aspect of it. But how much cooler would it be if they didn't have the traction control? Yeah, yeah, great, yeah, Agreed. you know. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, but then it'll be a pedal fest, yeah, that's right, yeah, that's <laughs> the idea. Like, bring it on, <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that's you, might You raise
2: a and you know, it was something that I would have liked if if I. Knew how this now I know how the structure of it, how everything works. Um, you know, I'm ready for if I got to do it again, mm, if yeah. anything like that ever comes to town again, yeah. Uh, but if I had known the structure, I mean, that would have been one of the things I said I would have said is, is well, how about we do a lap with the traction control turned off? Mm. How about you remove the whole Davies technology box <laughs> from your car? Um, or give me that module off the fuel tech, um, because. That would have completely changed the outcome. I I honestly believe that the Yanks wouldn't have won a single race Mm. because their cars are so reliant on the traction control. And that's where, you know, without the traction control, those things are fun to drive, man. Mm. They're so so crazy out of control. Like, it's just like... uh, I guess the closest thing you could describe it to is like trying to ride a uh, a bucking bronco. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? You just don't know where it's going to go, what it's going to do. You're just trying to hold on, yeah. Hodge foot flat. <laughs> so. No, that's a valid point. Valid yeah. point.
1: What are your thoughts then on like moving forward? Forget no prep, uh, street outlaws. Moving forward, is there room for an eight mile event? An eight mile? I know we've we've had a go. We've had. Uh, We've done it in the past, but I thought the format that they rolled out, 7060, small tyre, big tyre, how many cars we could get in into those four and have a pro- proper prepped track, eighth mile event, doored cars only.
2: Uh, yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of like tongues mm. event. Yep. You know? Yeah, I, I think it could work. It's it, the, the problem you got in this sport is finding someone that's going to tip the money in. Unless you do, you know what other people have done, where it's like a thousand dollar buy and and to yeah. take all or mm. or something like that. Yeah. Um, the advantage they got is they're going to sell that uh, show for X amount of millions of dollars to you know Y amount of networks. You know what I mean? That's the advantage that they got, so they don't need to worry about sponsors or yeah. You know,
1: do you think? Do you think? I, I've been thinking about this since Saturday. Do you think there was a lost opportunity on the weekend from the government, from the West Australian government? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not having a go at the government, by
2: the way. But do you no, think absolutely. I, I think that an event like that marketed properly. See, there was not one lost opportunity. There was literally thousands of yeah. lost opportunities. But <laughs> the, the problem is that you're trying to, to uh, blend different worlds – Right so the film and television guys they don't really want to be involved in any of that stuff. They've got it they they've got their thing that they do. Yeah. Um but if someone was to be able to put all the pieces of the puzzle together, right? Number 1 and I said this to a couple of the guys from Street Machine cuz they they were having a bit of a go of, about it saying that you know, the way they do their media and this, that and the other and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, you know, did you guys think about maybe approaching him and saying, how about we run, you know, a couple of pages every episode for, I don't know, three months leading up to the event, um, but you give us access, hmm. you know, to a contra deal. Well, I think if you marketed it better, because, I mean, the, the marketing that happened was literally just some stuff on Facebook and, yeah. You know, this this is where
1: I this is where I, I've been thinking. I thought that the, if the WA government got got more involved in in the the promotion of this event and subsidised the ticket prices, ticket prices are the ticket prices. But if they had subsidised part of the ticket pricing, but part of that deal is that they also promote. The city of Perth, so they do they do an uh, an hour. They're going to get that anyway. They're going to get that anyway because each each of the
2: competitors had uh, cameras and had to take footage that they need to submit. mm -hmm. So they're going to get. You know, I know Lorenzo took um, Stinky Pinky down to um, I think somewhere near Trigg because apparently we we were in the same area. We didn't know we took Robin Roberts to restaurant intrigue, yep, you know, and, and Lorenzo and I were both on the same page saying, you've got to see our sunsets, the best in the world. Mm. And it is. Yep, It's, you know, yep. I, I, the only other place that I can think of that's got a better sunset is Exmouth. Mm.
1: No, but what I'm saying is that that needed to be more orchestrated with the government as well in yeah, terms they weren't of the, interested, tur- tourism, the tourism opportunity. That's yeah. just how it is. Yeah, I, I just felt like we, that was the lost opportunity. That was that was oh, really massively. it stood out to me. There's so a lot of things that, didn't that get on board
2: that uh, were done wrong. Um, having a go at these guys about the ticketing prices and stuff. Um, I, I feel that the less people that go, uh, it's probably better and easier for them, and also. Uh, if you make the prices high enough where you only get the full-on hardcore fans, better and easier for them too. Yeah. You know, so it's probably a certain degree of that involved in it. I don't think that they had any intention to make any money out of it. Um, I think that it's just about the TV show and that's where they're going to make their money. Yeah, it is about the TV yeah. show. I, I hope they come back. Yeah. I hope that either they come back or they take some of us over there to race. Yeah. Mm. Um, because I think we could have done a lot better. Mm. And, you know, uh, I hope that everyone learnt from it. Mm. I hope that everyone went, you know, we got conned. Mm. Because they did. They, 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 be, they got so lost in the fandom that they forgot that we're supposed to be racing these guys. And they told us in the beginning you know, remember, these guys want to kick your ass. And I, I don't think it was till probably the day after that everyone went, hang on a minute, we just had our ass kicked.
0: Huh.
2: Wow, that guy, that guy said that they were here to kick our ass. They actually kicked their ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but I tell you what, the production guys that I uh, got to hang out with and, and talk to and uh, do a little bit of stuff with, they were fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, like I said, my one regret is that, that I didn't get to talk to – I mean, he's a very busy guy. He's a very important guy. But it would have been nice to meet um, mm. Sam and just tell him, hey, mate, really appreciate what you're doing for the sport. Yeah, that's it. You know.
1: All right, guys. Well, that
0: brings us to the end. Sorry, Todd, you had something oh, no, to say. I was that in my two cents, but it's, it's all, right. all right. No, don't uh, no. As a fan, I mean, I sit on the fence with drag racing and other forms of motorsport. But I love street outlaws. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous sitting on the fence, mate. If the car hits the wall, uh, yeah. Look, <laughs> um, I thought it was. Um, I said the, the standing around watching you guys do the banter on the track, man. Give me two hours of my life back. All right. But no, no, it's a uh, necessary. Yeah. Really yeah. yeah, it's a But see, if you heard what was going no, on, I know what you said. I that. swear to God, you you would have. Well, the crowd was getting loose anyway. I don't know if you heard the crowd shouting at you guys, but the crowd was getting loose. Yeah, they were. Another 15 minutes, you guys would have had people coming on the track. If you guys had the opportunity to hear and
2: see the whole lot, and, you know, you're going to see an edited version, um, I will be portrayed as an asshole and the the clutch man apparently, (laughs) that (laughs) clutch guy. Yeah. but uh, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. I don't I don't have an issue with that. Uh, I, my wife was going, like,
1: oh, "Why is it taking so long?" And I said, "Listen, this is listen. You have to understand that they're negotiating. Like, yeah. and we're not going to hear everything. We're not going to hear everything. This is part of the show. This is part of the
2: gig. It's the coolest part. It is yeah. absolutely the it, coolest part.
1: You know, and I don't know." I saw someone afterwards and they told me, and I want to say his name because it, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I if, if I can, so I won't say his name. But, you know, when they track the ratings of the show, you know the negotiation part is the highest part of audience attention in that show.
2: It's the coolest part. And, you know, what, what made me proud was that the, uh, one of the family members of one of the races came up to me and, and he said, you know, thank you so much for what you did you know no one else you know that was just and 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 I was like yeah because I, this is the shit that I can do well mm. you know because those guys are taking the piss they are taking the piss like you got a half a second on him and you don't want to give him the hit like what what are you you know what's the matter with you yeah you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like try and make it a good race for the crowd it doesn't have to be a slaughter yeah. you know yeah, yeah um but yeah like the 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 other like i said that's the problem with and i don't think it's just drag racing i think it's um see it's just like my kids right my kids fight like mate it's full on i i don't you know i feel so sorry for my wife because for me it's all right they can swing off me they can scratch me they can you know trip me over, whatever. I don't care. I just get up. But for her, it's a little, you know, she's a girl. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit of of a, uh, you know, stressful moment. But when they're together with other kids, they go back to back and they're like they got each other's backs. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, it's like that with the Americans. They probably do the same tricks and shit that they did to us to each other. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. You know, when they're they're at their NPK deal. But while they were here, they're a united group, and yeah. that's what was missing from us. That everyone was so worried about missing out. You know, and I'll tell you now, I would happily right, if if I knew that there was someone else that had a better chance of beating him, I would happily step down. And that's why I said, you know, when I saw Russell Taylor uh, do that lap. I thought to myself, I don't deserve to be here. He's the guy that deserves to beat him because mm. that that thing just looked like it was a bullet. Mm. But then come race day, you know, he he turned the tires and and once again, this is the difference between them and us. They got traction control in those cars, mm. and they've had a long time to dial it in, and they got they got top notch traction control. They haven't got um yeah, you know. Anyway.
1: Well, it was magnificent watching you race. It was magnificent watching the BA go down the track. It was magnificent to have, watch your family there as well, Nicholas and Peter and yeah. Nicole there. That was really awesome to watch. And it was magnificent to be part of the whole deal as well. It was good to see you there, Todd. It was good to see Johnny down there as well.
0: Yeah, one last bit I was going to really add was, and I think I said it on one of my Instagram posts, it was good. And I love the TV show, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? There's a whole season of drag racing that happens in Western Australia. You don't need to just go and see the street outlaws. If you like the drag racing on the weekend, go hey. and watch another meet coming up. If you, if There's you, a Western lot of Nationals. fast cars if you, coming weekend. Yeah, yeah,
2: if, you, uh, yeah. if you're listening to this, uh, you need to be at the track um, at the Western Nationals. Western Nationals. Nationals. You're not going to see another drag racing meeting bigger. Yeah, yeah. the Western that's, Nationals. That's my point. Do you, have I want you them, heard the the 240 there. at last count? Yeah, yeah it's huge. 240 it's huge. teams. Can't wait. So we're getting back to the old days where they yeah. had to the park at the Speedway.
1: And <laughs> that's right. All the Super yeah. Street guys will be up there.
2: Yep. And cheerio to all the Super Street guys. Sorry. I'll come and... Pyrrhus is coming over.
1: I promised I would visit Super... I promised a few Super Streeters I would visit them on the weekend. So I will be there. Whether Even if you're up in the... Speedway, I'll be uh, there at least one day. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right,
1: right, guys. Look, thanks for coming in. Uh, great to see you again, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care, guys. See you. out.